Alright, episode 23. We're back, and at least for now, podcasts are still legal. The new regime has not outlawed them or free speech yet, so we're going to press on here. You're trying to tick me off already, <laughs> five seconds in. I'm so mad at the, the people in this country, but first of all, the new regime hasn't started yet, okay? I'm really tired of how many people have said that today. Oh. No, I'm I'm Obama is still president. I agree. Okay. I'm on your Don't side. Don't tick me off already. I'm not recording this live from like laying down in the middle of Highway 67 or or anything like that. <laughs> you know, that that ha- You're not you're not currently trying to get the bic lighted so you can burn the flag. That's what you're telling no, me. No, I'm not wearing a sandwich board that says I'm with Hillary. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your intro, but But man, Episode 23, Tell Me Where to Turn. Glenn and Tommy, uh, here with you again. Uh, you can reach me, reach me, tweet me at uh, Glenn3 underscore 11 on Twitter. Re- reach out to Glenn on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. And you can reach out, you can reach me too. You can reach out to me. Tommy2 underscore zero. And we actually have... Got a little political little political this morning, but... Yeah, that's okay. I've, I've since sort of calmed down. Yeah, we'll, I'm get, okay. we'll get into that here shortly. We actually have a a new listener um, that everyone can can reach out. <laughs> this is a breaking story yeah, here. Can reach out and um, and tweet at, follow, etc. Et and he's at... This is worse addressed than mine. At Lurkin underscore Servin. So he's not a fan of the letter G, but he may be a partial fan to our podcast. Lurkin underscore Servin. I don't get it. I, I don't I don't know either, but I'm not very not very hip these days. And he's a he's a new friend of Point Break Dave's, is that correct? Yeah, he is. They discussed uh some political thoughts and I think Dave drove him so deep into insanity that he then listened to our podcast so that he could put some ammunition together to come back at, at Dave's argument and insult him. But I guess for for Lurkin Servin, I just have to correct you that it was not Dave that was kicked out of the bar. It was it was your old buddy Glenn. Yeah, let's let's not start attributing things to Dave. Yeah. If you become a listener of this podcast, you'll learn that Dave brings very little to the table. Glenn brings lots to the yeah. table. Thank you. I guess the other thing for our new listener, uh, which I've befriended and you know we've I've followed him and he followed me back on uh, Twitter and I'm just live uh, live update here. I'm getting a. He slid right into the DMs and asked me if I followed him to read the nonsense between he and Dave or if I wanted to talk about the podcast. Well, I, I guess that's a weird that's a weird either or question. Yeah, and also just a quick Twitter lesson, I'm able to see your back and forth with Point Break Dave without actually following you. How else would I have discovered you in the first place? Right, which is exactly what I did without finding the need to follow him. But now I uh, I will be following him too because I, I don't want to miss out on this deal. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. So here I'm gonna as uh, many many people have probably said I'm gonna as we're recording I'm gonna be 
uh, messaging back and forth with uh, a new and appreciated listener. I hope he sticks around. Like us or not, we don't. So we don't care. I want to know. I want to know more about what you would be discussing with him about the podcast. That that's really tripping me up. Yeah, what would I need to discuss? I've been on it every single time with the absent the the night of episode. I don't really need to discuss it. Well, maybe he's got some tips about how to make the podcast better. Maybe we should give him the forum, extend him the forum to help us understand how to make this better. Well, just give me a little time as we go along here and maybe I can get some uh instant instant listener feedback for us because i do feel like i do feel like one of his comments to uh to dave was you know along the lines of that he listened to our political episodes and we had uninformed opinions so well maybe he can help inform us maybe so and maybe we can take that under advisement agree to disagree or tell him to go get his effing shine box one of the one of the three will occur this is great. We'll 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 look forward to live uh, updates from your DM. If I get anything, uh, we'll we'll interrupt uh, with breaking news. So I guess that's excellent. Uh, let's just start with the shocker that was administered to to at least fifty one percent of the population on Tuesday night with the the Trump victory. What are your yeah? What were your reactions? Well, yeah. Let's let's start let's start right there. So I um. I was so sure that she was going to win that I really didn't even have any plans to pay attention to the election because I, I really legitimately thought it would be over by 7.30. I mean, I thought it was just going to come in as a landslide. So I actually um, made other plans at night and went out to uh, Top Golf. Oh, wow. And let me tell you something. Old Tommy was stroking the ball. Is that right? Yeah, I have had a had a little bit of layoff, and uh, man, I was uh, I want to go golfing again, Glenn. We need to make some plans. I was blasting it. Wow, you know, Top Golf is not exactly real golf, but maybe yeah, we can get back uh, get back out there and hack away. No, I don't know. I don't know what was. I really don't know um, what was going on because I think the last time I golfed, I was with you at the driving range, and then basically took the whole summer off. And I went out there on election night, and I mean, I almost everything I hit was clean. I mean, clean, really good swings. I got the driver out and was just blasting the ball, which I never do. It was unbelievable. It's a crazy yeah, thing. So we're at Top Golf, and they have no, they have the they have the Stars game on most of the TVs. They're getting they're getting drilled eight to two. And they had one TV down at the bottom on the election, and I, you know, I'm looking at it, and and I, there's no sound, and I'm, you know, golfing, and you know how when you're at Top Golf and you pay for like an hour or an hour and a half, and you get down to like your last ten minutes, and then you really get serious about frantically trying to get in as many shots as possible. Um, well, Glenn, Glenn's, I'm kind of in that mode. Glenn's never been to Top Golf, so that's a, oh, that's no. a that's a tough one. Somebody that lives the life of affluence that you lead or do you just go like straight to hank haney's backyard and golf with him well the last place i played golf at was the four seasons in las colinas so perhaps well listen glenn i will 
I will take you to Top Golf one of these days because it actually is a pretty fun experience. All right. But I'm looking at the TV and I'm noticing, you know, that the some of the obvious Eastern time zone classic red states are coming in red. And I really am not, I'm not giving it a second thought. And I was so, you know, preoccupied there with my group of fellow golfers that I wasn't really highly engaged in Twitter or anything else. So I, I rolled back in my house about nine thirty or 10. I think it was actually a little after 10 and was flipped on the TV. And then all of a sudden I had the OS moment, like, wait a minute, this is not, something's up here, right? This is not going down the way I thought it was going to go down. No, not, not at all. And not from the very start. I mean, they're just estimating how states are going to turn out, you know, when there's 20% of the votes counted or whatever, but, you know, they're just projecting based on trends. And when I started watching it, it was already like 24 to 3 electoral vote-wise in Trump's favor, and Hillary was never really ahead, I guess, unless you were watching MSNBC. Any other source, she was, she was behind the whole night. Which provided hours of uh, entertainment for me later in the night, which is going between MSNBC, Fox, and then the networks, and then CNN, just to see the disparity in the coverage in how quickly each of the the you know right and left leaning stations were to award uh, or call races or call states before the 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 more middle of the road ones. Yeah. Were. I mean, I feel like at, at some point it was getting so bad that MSNBC just said, F it, we're calling California for Hillary before any of the votes had come in because they know she's going to win it. Yeah. And they just needed to put a number in her column to make the board look better. So they were like, well, screw it. You know, we, we, you know we're not even, the polls aren't even closed there, but we're calling it. You know, we just got to, we got to make this board look better. Yeah, you got to keep people watching. I did <laughs> notice that because that was the only, um, from what I saw, that was the only channel that at any point in time, I think, had Hillary ahead, and she made a huge jump, and that was why, because they put California yeah. and, like, Washington and Oregon, like, all on the board all at one time, and then you're like, well, wait a We're, second right, here. Which is, which is a, you know, a desperation act on their part yeah. just to do something, but, so. but my source of truth in all these matters is the betting markets, and I was watching that really close later in the night, and in fact, my... Uh, Dear, dear friend, Point Break Dave, who couldn't be with us today, I, because I, I do believe uh, after the results Tuesday, he just decided to go and take the rest of the week off to fully celebrate. <laughs> he uh, he was letting me know that that uh, we were watching the betting markets, and, and r- right going into the election, you basically Trump was about a five to one underdog, meaning you're getting five to one on your money, and uh, and Hillary was between three and four to one favorite meaning you know you're you're basically betting a hundred to win you know 30 or 40 dollars uh and then when things started changing dave's texting me while i'm still golfing and he's going um i think we need to get a bet down for hillary because now if you bet hillary there you're, you're getting odds right so you know you can bet bet 100 and win 300 on hillary and uh, and Dave actually did. He actually put money down on Hillary during the uh, early Trump run because he was so sure that uh, it was going to turn around and he was getting too good of a price not to take it. Hmm. 
but once I once I, yeah once I saw but once I saw the betting lines swing so heavily in favor of Trump, I thought, oh my gosh, yeah. this is over, this is done. Wow, and, and of course we have to uh, remind everyone that a week ago we recorded this, and we were very. Well, we were very much not on the fence. I guess that's a uh, a better way to say it. Uh, we thought it was a Hillary runaway. So again, all of our predictions, yeah, <laughs> none of them ever. Well, come everybody's true. prediction, and I really think what it was, and I and, and this is going to sound like I've been watching Fox News for the last forty eight hours, and I assure you, I haven't. But I really do think this is true. I don't think this is a uh, somebody that's a member of the far right saying this. Um, I think there was a lot of people that were afraid to publicly admit that they were voting for Trump, and I think it effed up the polls. I, I as crazy as that sounds, no, I don't think. That's... I think the poll methodology was flawed because people legitimately were afraid to say they were voting for Trump. And I'll take it. And here's where I'm going to take it, Fox News style. It's because that the big powerful media voices and Twitter voices and everything else are leaning to the left. And leaning for Hillary, and people didn't want to have to deal with getting just made fun of and ostracized because they said they were voting for Trump. So they just kept their mouth shut. I think that's. And then when they showed up at the polls, yeah. they went on blast. I don't think that's crazy at all. I mean, I think it's very relevant, and I think uh, that part of the voting populace just went the opposite of what I thought. The the silent. I don't know if it's a majority, but the. Those that you know aren't going to speak with anybody, aren't going to talk with anybody about the polls or whatever. I thought those silent people would be the ones just voting for Hillary. Like they're just not going right. to get caught up uh, in all the mess, and they don't need to really get caught up in it because they don't really have a decision to make. The more right. legitimate, logical candidate is Hillary, despite all the baggage that comes with that. Um, and that's where everything was going to go, but it seems like, I don't want to say it was the complete opposite, because she still apparently won the popular vote, so it's not like, you know, 70% of people voted for Trump, but there was a lot more out there than people thought. Right. No, I agree, and I guess I guess where, where I... Where I in a way, it made me feel kind of good, because I do feel like sometimes... You know the 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 people that are really aligned in the same way of thinking do have a lot of platforms. It feels like to me to get them out. I mean, I was getting so just beaten by Deadspin tweets, and I like filing Deadspin because there's so much funny stuff on there. But just the rhetoric from them leading up to the election and the Hillary's going to kill Trump and Hillary's going to kill Trump and you know anybody that said anything siding with Trump, they just go right to the oh my gosh, you're a racist, you're a racist, you're you know. And even after the election, it was like wow, there's just all of America is racist because they voted for Trump. And I just, I hate that narrative because I just don't think that's true at all. You know, I mean, there are a lot, I mean, they're okay. I'm not even going to say a lot, but there are definitely pockets of racist people out there. So I'm not going to deny that. And probably most of them voted for Trump. I'm not even going to argue that with you, but that narrative really bugs me because I don't think that's the case. And I don't think that's what won the election for him at all. I just think that there's more people out there that have a differing opinion than this very vocal, you know, media, social media, Twitter active people, and they just didn't realize it. Does that make sense, or am I just totally butchering this explanation? Um, 
I think that makes some sense. I mean, I feel like there's there's a mid, like like we were talking about in our political episode a couple of shows ago. I think there's this middle ground of people that are maybe skewing conservative and maybe don't, aren't necessarily comfortable with you know some of the more left wing liberal things Hillary's going to do. But I don't think you can group those people as racist or bigots or people that want to deport everybody. I just I feel like that's a really unfair characterization of of the great majority of people that voted for it's unfair on both sides because if you voted for trump that doesn't automatically make you a racist much like if you voted for hillary that doesn't mean you're just running around looking for you know late-term abortions that you can force on people i mean it's just again it goes back to that episode and just wedge issues and we don't look at the real issues because we get stuck on this other stuff i think most of what i saw just just comments, social media stuff was, uh, you know, if you voted for Trump, it doesn't mean you're a racist by any means whatsoever. But pretty much any racist out there voted for Trump, if that is that makes sense. Exactly. I agree with – I will agree with that. Yeah. I mean, that's very um, – <laughs> yeah, that's very hard to, to argue with. And now I'm not going to ask you to reveal who you voted for or anything – I will just say, and I'm not going to say exactly how I voted because that's between me and the Jesus and Ben Franklin, but I didn't vote. And, and a box. Yes. And you love boxes. <laughs> I uh, I did not vote for Trump. I'll just say that. Um, I just couldn't bring myself to do it because I just don't think, I know I should be thinking probably bigger scale on the conservative side when it comes to Supreme Court and things like that. I just couldn't. Well, see hey, him in that position. Why don't you just move to Canada? Then? <laughs> I want to move you know? to Canada and Mexico and France. Yeah, why don't you and Cher and uh, Amy Schumer just get the f out of America if that's how you feel? Are we all shacking up? Um, Boy, not, I'll tell you what, man. I think I'd take the bullet before I'd shack up with those two. Uh, um. Well, wherever I move to, I'm ta- I'm going to open up a. A top golf there. Uh, that way, I know I'll be able to play there at least once. You'll know that at like at least once you can go to it. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'll I will uh, I will tell you who I voted for because I don't care. I mean, here's the thing: I didn't like either of them. I think I told I I said that in the other show. I can't stand either one I of them. Really didn't like either of them. Can't stand either one of but them. But here. Here's a couple of things I do know. I'm going to tell you why I voted the way I did, but here's a couple of things I really do believe. For this state that we live in, where we live today, sports, I feel like having Republican leadership and Republican lawmakers is really, really important to keep this state economically where it is, which at the end of the day, and I hate to say this, but to me, economic issues are the most important issues because – Without the ability to make money and be prosperous, you can't give money, you can't help people, you can't do all these other things that are also important. But so to me, that's the most important. And I'm worried because the economic climate here is so good that we've got these massive companies from Illinois and from California, which are classic, historic, all-time blue states moving here in droves and they're bringing all their employees who are democratic voters. And, you know, there's some irony in that because the companies are moving out of those States because democratic policies and democratic economic policies 
ran those states into the ground and made the business climate so unfavorable that they had to literally move their headquarters from California to Plano True. so they could make money, right? So to me, it's really, really important that the the governing party here in our state is Texas because I don't ever want a state income tax. I don't want unnecessary business taxes. I want to leave this really open, conducive business environment. Well, if the presidential election is really, really close in Texas where it's historically the Democrats don't even try, right? right. Because they're going to get their balls blown off in Texas. Well, if Trump Hillary ends up being a, you know, 51, 49 win, then in two years and then four years, especially the Democrats are going to bring all their guns in here and try to flip this red state to a blue state. And when that happens, we're going to get effed over economically. So I know Trump's going to win Texas. And I know for the, from the purpose of the electoral college, he's getting those votes whether I vote or not. So my vote f for Trump was to keep Texas as red looking as possible because for a lot of other reasons, I care about keeping Texas red because I want to continue to make money and live in a city where property values are going up and people are moving here and that it's being prosperous. So yeah, that's why I voted for him. And I never in a million years thought he was going to win the election. <laughs> I thought Hillary was going to win the election. I knew he was going to win Texas. Yeah. And I knew that my vote wasn't going to help him get the presidency, but my vote was going to help keep Texas the way I right. wanted it. All right. I, and yeah, the SOB won the election. I think you're... But that was, that, was my entire, that was my entire line of thinking. You're thinking it through. Nobody can accuse you of, you know, just a knee-jerk emotional reaction. There was some thought behind uh, what you did. So I guess that uh, topic of... Hey, I'm going to vote for him, and you didn't think he was going to win the election, but he's at least going to win Texas. I think that kind of segues nicely into a, just a little bit of electoral college talk, and maybe some of the protests sure. that's, that are going on surrounding that topic right oh, now. Oh gosh, you're trying. I see. I I had halfway come down, and now you're going to tick me off again about all this. Let me give you an electoral college positioning statement, okay? Those are the effing rules. That's the law of the <laughs> land. We can talk in a minute whether it is or isn't good, but here's the deal. Those are the rules, and I promise you with 100% certainty, if Hillary won the election but Trump won the popular vote, the people that are arguing right now would still be arguing and they would be on exact opposite sides, and that pisses me off. You can't have that argument, but it would have happened. Yeah. The Trump people would have said, he he's the real president. Like the same people that are now arguing for the Electoral College would have been arguing against but, him. But that's when... And then vice versa. That's when we get to, you know, politics. Uh, the best sports analogy, you know, people that are huge into politics are the same people that are just huge college football fans. And the emotion of it, they can't overcome that. When it doesn't go their way, yep. they're immediately looking for why they were cheated, why they're not respected, you know, whatever. What's wrong with the system right. is the only reason they didn't win, not just, like right. you said, it these is. are the rules, this is the way it's played. And as a wise, wise man once said, it's called the way it is. It is. And I, I was trying to come up with a good, and I haven't quite got it right yet, but... I mean, my college football analogy, I got two of them. So you tell me which one you think is better. Okay. But I have my Baylor analogy, which is, so yeah, Baylor plays Incarnate Word the first week and they beat them 500 to nothing. And then they lose the rest of their games close. 
they're still one and nine. Those are the rules. Nobody, nobody said, you know, we're not, we're not doing some soccer BS aggregate score at the end of the year. And you're going to try to claim you're the national champion because you scored more than you had scored against you. <laughs> right. Those are the rules. You can't complain later. You know, and then my other one was, so Hillary wins, Hillary wins California, and New York, which are far and away, you know, population epicenters of the country. So that would be like, yeah, okay, well, uh, your alma mater, the University of Texas, right? Right. So what if they beat if they beat Alabama and they beat Ohio State, or no, I guess they beat Michigan. I'd be a dick. But then they'd lose. I'd be, they lose to a bunch of Sun Belt teams. Oh, okay. Are they, should they be in the national championship game or not? Well, I'm just going right? to say I yes. Mean, they, they won the two biggest. But just know if in any given season okay. <laughs> Texas beats Alabama and Michigan, my heart will have exploded. So I, Glenn won't be a part of the <laughs> podcast anymore if that were to ever happen. We'd be doing it in memoriam of Yes. Things. But, yeah, it just the whole thing just ticks me off. And, and, and don't get me started on these people protesting. There's so much wrong with this because, first of all, you're protesting America, which is the only, not the only country, but it's one of a, a select few of countries that has a completely legitimate election. That there's no funny business, there's no nonsense going on, and no matter what happens, whoever wins by the rules of the election is the president, right? True. And you're going to go out and protest that? I mean, how do you how do you think people like in these, these like ass-backwards countries, you know feel when elections get rigged and results get thrown out and overturned like you protest about that right you don't protest because your person didn't win a fair election like that's ridiculous and then the other thing is all the people that are all the people that are protesting are protesting in cities that are in states that she won so they're like gonna go like hey let's go tear the crap out of downtown in a in a blue state like let's go beat up our own state that did what we want them to do at least have the decency to freaking travel to indiana or texas or somewhere that voted for him and riot there mm. you know don't burn the crap out of oregon or new york no Jeez, they, you guys did what you wanted to do yeah they fear they fear the gun laws down here that's the problem with that <laughs> you know what buddy those gun laws are going to be safe for the next four years. Well, it could be. Well, <laughs> hold on. I, I have a prediction. I have a prediction there. Uh, with the first thing with the protest, I've seen that these have been taking place. Do you have any observations on like kind of the age demographic of these protesters? Is this uh, leaning more younger, college age, or older than that? No, it's a bunch of twenty to twenty-five okay. year old guys that live in their live with their freaking parents, don't make any money, don't have any concept of how things actually work, and they got butt hurt because the person they wanted to win didn't win. Who's gonna forgive all their student student debt? Right, and they're and they're mad because somebody who's not a racist that they think's a racist, and they think the country's a bunch of racists, and all of that's not true. And they're out there complaining about it, and they think the best way to do that is to go lay down in the middle of the street and block traffic and maybe burn a American flag or two. Yeah, burn an American flag and lay on the the exit off of 635 to Preston. Like, that's going to change anything. Yeah, and I, and I know I'm probably coming off on this sounding like Fox News, Tommy, and I'm really not. It's just, here's the thing. It's not about that for me. This It's about the rules, man. It's like Walter Sobchak said in 
Big Lebowski, you know, there are rules, okay? If you lost the election, I'm sorry you lost. It's not going to do you any good to go cry about it out in the street. Just get over it and worry about how to mobilize and make it not happen next time. That's that's my problem. Amen. I, I don't think I can say anything else on it. I'm going to give the people on social media three more days to lament, and then I don't want to he- see or read any more of this Oh, I, yes, and I don't w- care about your narratives, and I don't want to hear about how this is the worst thing since 9-11. You don't know that. No, it could be okay. I saw that. I saw the 9-11 I mean, he comment. Hasn't even, yes, he has not even gone into office yet. And, that, you know what? and here's the thing. He's going to be way more down the middle than people think. He's not a Republican. He's not a right-wing nut like it would have been so much worse if ted cruz or somebody had got in like people don't even understand i actually agree he's gonna be with that he's gonna be and you know what the best thing he could do when he gets around to getting to put up some people one or two perhaps later on down the road for the supreme court is put the most down the middle centrist people he can find because that's what we need on the court. We don't need the court turning into right-wing, left-wing yeah. politics. Like, he could do so much good for this country just by playing it down the middle. That remains, be amazing. It remains to be seen, though, whether all the rhetoric as part of his uh, political run you know, rings true as to that's what he's going to follow up and, and execute or not. Because you're right, he could be... I've always thought the guy was a buffoon, so I'm not going to refer to him as a genius, but he could have played this perfectly as to what he needed to to preach and yell and whatever to win you know on the conservative right-wing side and then get in office and do exactly what you're talking about is he's going to be you know right-leaning on some issues and a little further left on you know on others he'll either he's he can spin things so he can spin why he's you know what we're not going to be able to build the wall you know, or we're not going to be able to just gather up all the Muslims and punt them to the moon. You know, we can't, we can't do that. Whoa. I don't want to do that, but I'm just saying uh, he's either going to spin it or he'll just, well, he's going to have a hard time blaming, you know, Congress since it's all, you know, Republican majority. But I, if that wasn't the case, he could just point at, you know, Congress and say, well, I can't do a lot of this stuff because they're blocking it. They're keeping me from making right. America great again, you know? Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll see it, I think he's a very much a boom or bust president. I think this, I don't know how much in between there is. I think this is going to really going to yeah. shock us. And we're going to be like, Holy crap. Who would have ever thought that he might even be just, slightly effective or slightly likable beyond you know the extremes or he's just going to be terrible which brings me to my prediction and mark this down episode 23 all right let's have it donald trump will not finish his four-year term as president whoa <laughs> strong word and i do not mean to even suggest that he's going to be assassinated. That's not where I'm going. I think he's going to. Res- you think he's just going to? I think he's going to up. resign. I think it's either going to be controversy related, either from something that he says, does, or is in his history that pops up, 
or it's just going to be frustration with the process, with the checks and balances. Here's what he wants to do, and he just can't get anything through, even if you know the Republicans have the majority everywhere. And he finally gets to a point and says, you know what? I'm out. And it was weird in his concession speech. Go back and listen to it. He he mentions, uh, you know, a lot of the, we're going to do great things. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to make your head spin. It's going to be the most perfect presidency ever. But he mentions, like, we're going to get, you know, two. it's two years, three years. And then he goes on to say maybe eight years. But I just thought it was really weird why he would only mention, like, two or three to begin with. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's got a plan already. Just keep that. I, Keep that in mind that, and I guess I it's been a while since I took a uh, government class, but I mean he resigns three, two and a half, three years into it, Pence just takes over, right? Right. Okay. I just want to well, make it's sure. It's obvious and, it's been a while because I I feel like a couple minutes ago you just said that the winner of the race gave a concession speech, but mm, I did edit that out. Dang it! No, I'm leaving that in. Yeah, Ed's character. I think you. I think you said a lot of really smart except stuff, except for the concession right part. I really, except for that. I will that setting that aside. I think you did. I, I give him more credit. I think his demeanor and his delivery style so over the top, and he just comes off as a buffoon. But I think he's really smart, and I think he did a lot of things to win the race. You know, and I and I think his argument is, hey. I really wanted to be president and I really have some good ideas to help this country and I can't do that if I don't win. So I did what I had to do to win. Yeah. And what he had to do to win was, you know, rile up, you know, a certain segment and really, you know, really hammer harder on Hillary than he probably needed to. And he did it, you know, he was successful. And I think now that, and this is my prediction. So you, you made a, I'm making a much less bold prediction. I think when he actually gets in office He's going to be a lot more down the middle and a lot more, uh, a lot less extreme and, and all the really crazy stuff. He's not, we're not even going to come close to doing that. You know, sure, there's things that need to be reformed in immigration, but he can do that without building a wall, right? He can, he can yeah. help secure the borders. He can pass policy. He can help strengthen things. He can do all those things and really say like, Hey, I delivered on my campaign promises without just the extremes of wall building and deporting all the Muslims and all these other things he said he was going to do, which he's not going to do. And apparently I read today that like some of that stuff's already disappeared from his website. Yeah. Like they're already going in and kind of back, you know, walking back a few of these, a few of these things that he, you know, he kind of had to do, but the more you read about it and the more, you know, you read these political strategy articles, like, he he was way smarter than people gave him credit for, especially with Wisconsin. I don't know if you read any about that. Uh, the fact that he just campaigned there and Hillary just kind of mailed it in. Yeah, I mean, because Wisconsin's a historically blue. It's a union state. You know, union people vote uh, Democratic. You know, pretty high at a pretty high level. And right before the election, he's going there and doing these rallies, and people are like, "What's he doing?" Like Hillary had that in the bag she you know really hadn't thought much about it and like but he had known something that he felt like it was a flippable state which is crazy right i mean people have thought it was no shot and then here what do you know here come election day election day you know he turns it red and that's 
Yeah, I'd be man. I got to work on my enunciation. <laughs> yeah, I can, I have to concede that uh, you might need to do that. You're gonna have to put that in your ere- erection concession. I don't know. I don't. I don't know either. Hey, here's a quick update on our our new listener at Lurkin at Lurkin underscore Servin. Um, I've been messaging back and forth with him a little bit, so hopefully it didn't come off as distracted as not like we're watching. Uh, uh, the Gold Cup soccer or anything like that. Um, yeah, there's but I'm gonna say no soccer game on. That's good. The ultimate uh, conclusion is I think we've got a good dude here. I think this guy. Oh, really? Got a little upset. Got a little drawn off sides already, and then Point Break Dave just gave him the best Aaron Rodgers hard count either. I mean, ever. And um, um, ultimately feedback is uh i think he's good with us and he wanted to say that he was a little mad earlier and he was kind of picking fights online but he wanted me to uh make sure that i told dave that he was sorry about that well there you go so there you go well you need to tell him that he needs to listen to episode 23 because he gets a lot of airtime i i'm gonna he may pick up i'm gonna let him pick up even more followers after that and maybe we can have him on Nah, well, that would be funny. Let's not. Let's not. We're get, gonna have to really up up our tech up our technology budget to have a guest online on uh, on the phone. Though. Yeah, I think because he, he he sure ain't coming to my house. <laughs> I promise you that. Well, looking at it, there ain't no way that's happening. I, I think he lives somewhere near the Houston area, so I'm sorry. Oh, okay, I, I think that's right where Trump's gonna build the wall anyway. So I don't think he could be even get here. Yeah, without be having to need to repel over it so um so what do we got? okay can i give one last protester thought yes. before we move on to other things if in fact there are okay. other things proceed and this this is and this is it and then i'm telling you i'm over politics i'm done i want to start talking about nascar and phoenix and if jimmy johnson's the greatest of all time but all these 20 to 25 year olds that are you know, out there with their uh, MacBooks and protests and laying down on the street because they're so butt hurt. They're also really, really wanting $15 minimum wage mandated across the country. Do they not realize this is who's going to give it to if them? you tell? Well, they think they thought Hillary was going to. Yeah, it yeah, to yeah. Them. Okay. I didn't know where you were going. So Trump go, ain't ahead, giving, go ahead. Go ahead. Trump ain't giving them that crap, but they're hurt. They're butt hurt, right? Because they wanted fifteen dollars uh, an hour to to make uh, lattes at Starbucks. And but here's the thing: if you own a business, which shoot, you will own a business one day as well as you're doing. You may own a Fortune 500 business. Obviously. But if you if you own a McDonald's or a Starbucks. And the government tells you you have to pay every single person that works in here at least fifteen dollars an hour. Are you going to hire a twenty-year-old and pay him fifteen dollars an hour? Are you going to hire a thirty-five-year-old that's got some experience and pay him fifteen dollars an hour? You know what I'm saying? Not a bad point. Like, these these guys these kids if they if they get this if they get fifteen dollars an hour they're not going to get these jobs. Like nobody's going to hire them. These whiners that don't work they're going to hire people that want to work and that have experience. Like they've priced themselves out of the market. Like six, seven, eight, nine, ten dollar an hour jobs are made for people that don't have experience and that suck, so they can get some. And they're willing to put That's in the why work. Why they have those jobs? Right. They're mopping floors. Ugh. Then they're washing yes. lettuce. And next, they're on fries. Two, three years, <laughs> they make assistant manager. All right, we have to review that movie next. That ha- that's mandatory. We have to do that one. Next. Uh, 
planes, trains, and automobiles. It's just too good not to. Planes, trains. Oh yeah, that's right. Is next. That's so, true. That's true. Okay, so um, one one other thing we got one other thing around the election, and then we've got an email, and then I don't know what else we'll move on to, but uh, just briefly, I did attend an election party event down in uh, Deep Ellum on obviously on Tuesday on election night. Were you packing? Uh, no. Um, sure, there's a lot of violence down there these days. Just want to make sure you're being safe, little buddy. I'm a black belt and everything, so I'm okay. You're you're black something. Mm. <laughs> uh, but the the mood was certainly somber down at a at, cl- oh, at club. Oh, so you went to a lib party, did you? I did. Went to a dirty lib party. And uh, it was very much like, I think the analogy I would use, well, let's say this was like a Super Bowl watching party that the Cowboys were in, and they were like a 17-point favorite, and no one in their mind was picking the other team to win. And then the Jaguars get up like 17 to nothing, and it <laughs> never, you know, it's never really close. It's never really like in Like throws that, for like 450 yards. Right. And- I mean, Bortles, it's Bortles to Allen Robinson all night long, and there's nothing you can do about it. You're just standing there helpless. You just can't stop it. That was, that was the the mood and just the level of disbelief in that place that I can't. That nobody could believe what was happening, and I think it was. Uh, we talked earlier. I think it was 99 percent of the people in there were. Uh, left leaning and the only I saw somebody that had a make America great hat on but they may have just been wearing it ironically well did they start pelvic thrusting later when the results started to look really good or no were they taking the hat off and just shaking their heads and be like this isn't funny anymore everybody was just looking at each other it was just a bunch of confused faces like what is happening and uh pretty big pretty big sausage party down there pretty much um Metroplex favorite Mike Soroy was there. He was in total disbelief. Uh, he had to be consoled as to what was happening and not walk out into traffic. Um, his home state of Florida uh, gave Trump their electoral votes, and I didn't know if we were going to see him you know, live to the next day. He was just white as a sheet. He was looking to go lay down at the... 67 uh, entrance ramp and just burn a flag and just praying for an F-150 just to plow him over, send him to yeah. Hillary heaven. <laughs> so that was, a, it was a fun, uh, fun times, but uh, yeah, the old deep Ellum libs, it was not, it was no, not a good night for them. Yeah. So, so how, how, how was it for you then? I mean, if you, if you went down there, was it fun or was it just oh, no, kind of like, it was fun. Um, the, the boys from it's, it's just banter. were doing some live broadcasting and, um, TC had his suit on with a Notre Dame hat. He looked like, uh, is it, it's Michael Moore, the guy that does all the documentaries. Am I getting that right? Yeah. 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 He looked like a younger version of Michael Moore. No offense, it was just just a funny, uh, funny look. But it, no, it was a good scene. It was just more shock and surprise. There was no one. 
There was no gnashing of teeth. There was no one crying at the result. No one was laying down and protesting and not let, letting people walk through the doorway or anything like that. It was just <laughs> general disappointment, and I can't believe this is happening, which I you know, I didn't vote for the guy, but um, I didn't lose any sleep over him being elected, but I was in disbelief as well. Like Even when he's ahead in the projections and everything, I'm just thinking, all right, yeah. give it another hour. This thing's going to turn, and it's going to be pretty close. But she's going to win, and then what we're going to hear for the next however many weeks, months, or years is how this thing was rigged, and that's the uh, that's the narrative that we're going to have to listen to. Yeah. Instead, we have 21-year-olds with a quarter of a million dollars in debt, and they're halfway to a communications degree, you know, laying down <laughs> on a side street. Yeah, it was a it was a crazy it was a it was a crazy night, but. The thing, the thing that I would, and I was telling some people at work this too. There's way too many checks and balances in place in this country for people to take it this hard. I mean, there's people that thought the world was going to end when Obama became president. You know, Clinton, George W. Yeah, it's every one of them. Your life is probably not going to really change that much, and that's that's what the takeaway is. the 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 president has power, but it's not like he's a dictator, and he's not going to come in and change everything. I mean, there was people like that were going like, "Oh man, my my Muslim friends are asking if they need to leave the country." I'm like, "No, they don't need to leave the country. Nothing's going to change. Everything will be fine. They will be they will be okay." Yeah, to that extreme, I would be more shocked that that happens than I was that Trump won in the first place. I think he's going to be, you know, before Cuban really kind of turned against him, um, he wasn't necessarily promoting Trump as, Hey, this is your candidate, but he was definitely coming out and saying, he's saying all this stuff now, but if he gets elected, he's going to be far more pragmatic and these extreme takes and all that are going to be scaled back. And it's not going to be the same guy, you know, that you're hearing right now. And then they kind of. Oh, yeah, I heard him that day on with the Musers, yeah. and I th- I really still believe that. I and and I and I think something happened between him and Trump behind the scenes that I think ticked so too. Cubes off. I think so too. I think Cubes thought Trump was going to, you know, make him a part of something or something happened. And I don't. I think it got personal for yeah. him because obviously, as we, you know, stay on Cubes for a second, you know he can take things personally as his recent ESPN media ban has, uh, indicated. So, uh, yeah, but that was, uh, did you hear all the background on that? That that was more or less based on, he didn't want robots covering the Mavericks. He wanted real people. I know, but I do feel like, I mean, I read that explanation and I think there's some merit to that, but I think it, at some level, there was a there was some personal issues here yeah. in play. I just think he's an emotional guy, and I think he gets mad, and I think he gets his feelings hurt. Yeah, I, th- I and that's fine. And but I think you know I feel the same way about him that I do about Trump. I think he's smart, and I think he knows what he's doing. And I trust you know I trust that. And I think you know sometimes he maybe lashes out, and makes a bad choice. But yeah, what he's you know I feel the same way about him. Well, let's uh. We, we have an email from Gustav, and it kind of throws out a okay, situation good. that I think he specifically wants you to address. Okay. And I'm going to summarize a little Let's bit here it. just for the sake of time. So 
Um, basically, the holidays are coming up. Thanksgiving, right around the corner. Uh, Gustav's mother-in-law is super liberal. His brother-in-law is super conservative. And right now, Gustav and his wife are avoiding both of them on social media, the phone, and in real life, just to not have to discuss the political issues. But Thanksgiving is coming up, so any tips on surviving the upcoming headache and discussion of politics around Thanksgiving? Or should he just sit back and take notes of their discussions just to, for material to fuel future podcasts? Well, that's a, that's a, I mean, that's the easiest question of the day. Obviously, the second, and I would even say, egg them on a little bit, man. We I have the same thing. We've got... We've got some of the hottest sports opinions at my Thanksgiving. You wouldn't believe. And there's a there's a uh, there's there's some people that are way far out there. And you know what you do? You just egg them on a little bit, man. You just kind of light that match and then back away. Yeah, you figure out what pushes their buttons, and you yeah you dump gasoline on it, man. That's what you do, and then you take note of it, and then you've got material for your buck. See, I'm I'm. Uh barred from doing so when we visit the in-laws because I don't take that same battle on uh, my side of the family because I really just don't want to like hurt my mom's feelings um, we were <laughs> and I just avoided it at all costs but uh, she definitely voted for Trump no doubt I think we've had the Benghazi discussion on here and all that we have we have so we were just hanging out there this weekend, this past weekend, and just out of nowhere, uh, she's just like, you know, they talk about Trump being a hypocrite for what he says about women and blah, 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 but, you know, Hillary is too. I mean, her supporters like Jay-Z, you know, have things that degrade women and stuff in their lyrics and things like that. That's just no different. And I just, there was like just a laundry list of things that I just want to just destroy the statement with but i can't do it because i can't you know it's your mom i know i can't i so i basically just more or less just laid out or just changed the topic or just turned to my dad and i was like yeah you should definitely put carl edwards in your nascar DraftKings lineup and just completely change <laughs> the subject but so but i can't uh so but since i won't engage there i'm not allowed on the other side uh, of the family to be the arsonist or you know instigate or participate, I have to be an equal opportunity troll. And since I kind of just stay out of it on one side, I, I'm forced to stay out of it on the other. Well, man, I don't like this policy at all. Yeah, but it's partly my, my uh, fault. Back when when I I think I had actually was graduated from college. My brother was still in college. He brought a nice lady home from college for Thanksgiving. And literally, she got so offended by the, and it wasn't me or my parents, but the cousin's uncle's conversation that she literally got up during Thanksgiving and left, like got in her car and left. She was so offended by the uh, hot sports opinions. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that's what I have to look forward to. Yeah. But now, you know, now I feel differently that I have young kids because I hopefully they tame it down because I don't want my kids picking up this nonsense. You know, it's one thing I can put up with it for a few hours a day. And I'm not saying that I don't have a backbone or a spine, but literally these are arguments that are pointless to have. I totally agree. These are people that are are, uh, half a tick from being literally insane. 
in no amount of facts or arguing or wow, that's the most racist thing I've ever heard. That's not going to change anybody's opinion. All it's going to do is incite potential violence. Yeah, I think. In, so I just lay out. Unless you're just. I, looking, and I stay out of it like you or or yeah, or Egamon in some way to 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 provoke a response. But yeah, there's there's no point in that. Yeah. Right. But we're all amongst family. Everybody knows. Everybody knows what they're getting into. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not out in public. I'm not in a public forum. I'm not defending anybody's honor. I'm just sitting there going like, "Wow, these are some dumb people." Yeah. I think you listen, to, looking to incite them, or just looking for some way to make fun of an individual. That's probably your only uh, goal you can accomplish with that. But yeah, otherwise, yeah. it's just banging your head against a brick wall. Yeah. Well, it was like it was like, oh my gosh, Cleveland threw another interception. This is unbelievable. I'm not watching that trash game. That is. Well, here's here's the thing. Trump won the election Tuesday, and I thought, what if Cleveland wins their first game of the year in the same week? And I bet on them to win. And I'm not. I didn't even take the ten and a half points. I bet on them to win straight. They're on the road, right? Yeah, and they're losing by two touchdowns, the, and they just threw their third interception of the game. So yeah, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It really made a lot of sense a couple hours ago, but you know, I'd had a few beers. I'm so not sure. I'm, sorry. I'm not sure I can go on much, uh, much further after that. Um, so just real quick, I was out at the speedway this past weekend, and I endured that five and a half hour rain delay. So you stuck it out. Yeah, fortunately. Um, and 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 as the payoff, you got to have a hot car all at the end of it. Oh God captain backflip i was hoping he'd land on his head Uh, yeah so the only thing that that saves you out there is they have the huge tv screen and it only rained for like 20 maybe 30 minutes and it just took that long to dry the track out but they showed the cowboys game and then like the second half of the whatever was on cbs i think it was the packers game wow that's pretty cool yeah so basically with audio i was in the world's largest sports bar for you know five to five and a half hours so that made it that made it bearable but did they have audio for the game too? yeah oh yeah wow that's well, that's pretty cool yeah now occasionally i guess i mean i guess if you're going to be stuck there that's that's about as good as it get get a cowboys game on a huge tv and i'm sure the uh cooler was well stocked so we we kept a nice a nice level going um not so much during the Cowboys game, but during that second game, occasionally they would interrupt the uh, football broadcast with like an update uh, on when the race might start. From Rich Phillips, or yes, or just some hijinks that one Rich Phillips and company had put together. So that was kind of a beatdown. <laughs> I was fastening the noose at a couple of points until we got back onto Colts Packers, but but yeah. But good times and um, pretty much making America great again out there. This weekend was the Boy, you was think, the theme. Would you have liked to have seen the polling the polling results from the people that were there? Ninety nine to one. Is there guaranteed? Yeah, I was gonna say, is there any doubt it would have been in the 90s? Ninety nine to one, and it was so much that I don't know if you saw this, but there was this ridiculous, just dumb commercial that these people had put together that had somebody who was supposed to be Hillary Clinton that like didn't look like her at all and she was it was talking about the email thing and all that and like she was taking like chainsaws and 
axes and sledgehammers and like sledgehammering smartphones. Oh yeah, and all that. I saw. I I somehow I don't know where I saw it, but I do remember seeing that. Yeah, like they aired that and the crowd. It wasn't a standing ovation, but the crowd that was out in the grandstand like <laughs> literally cheered when it was over. And I'm just looking around. So dumb. And I'm like, that is the that is the most just low rent public access. You and I could create that tonight, you know, production of a commercial and you're applauding it like it's legitimate. But anyway. So dumb. Anyway. Wow. So I don't, we probably don't have much. So was of it worth? A, uh, was it worth sitting out there for five and a half hours? That's the question. Uh, absolutely, I love I love watching. That's what I like. I to love hear. watching NASCAR, and uh, a lot of people don't. But I love it on TV. I love it more in person. And this weekend, you know what I say to those people that don't screw you. <laughs> I agree. And uh, this weekend, no doubt, in Phoenix is going to be lit. The last race before the championship race, and uh, definitely check well, it out. If you out. got a couple extra bucks laying around, put them on the four car this weekend. That's what I said. Well, how much? How much would you have to bet to win ten bucks? Since he's won there, yeah, I was going to say eight out of the last ten yeah, races. It'd probably, be, it'd probably be like making a bet on Hillary before the election. You'd probably have to. You'd probably have to, yeah, bet five to win one. Well, we know that. Uh, Toyota M&M's car is going to be the one raising the trophy at the end, so put your life savings on that. But that's what we need. We need that. We need him. We need the 18. We got the 48 in. Uh, we got the 19 in. We need Harvick in there. Yeah, we got to. Tell we need is that when we get to Homestead, is we need that we need that 19 to uh, like drop a transmission on the pace lap is what we need. Yeah, do a hornish spin out into the into the grass. <laughs> Wow, there was a great callback. So, all right, I think wow. we will have a full uh, homestead preview for for everybody next week. But believe me, I'd much rather be talking about that than what we did tonight. Oh, that that's done. We're we're done with that. There'll be no more okay, so we're, yeah. political talk until Good. episode whatever, 117 after Trump's resignation, and then we'll we'll break that down. We'll go back and grab the audio from this episode and replay your your uh, your bold proclamation, we'll, your bold concession. <laughs> we'll grab it by something for sure. There we go. All right. Well, I think that does it. Let's get out of here.